Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. This is the craziest election. This is the crazy. Look. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, it's already the middle of the week. That's the great thing about your three-day weekends. It's already the middle of the week. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. False positives. False positives. Yeah, for the vid. Really interesting. Explain. We're not where we should be testing-wise. There are uh, there are a variety of, of ways to test a sample you've gotten. I'm starting to understand what some of the technical terms mean. And the more you spin it, the more you look at it, the more likely you are to get a positive result, including you got some dead virus material in there. You're no longer infected. You're, you're fine. You were at one point. But you were at one point. Um, and but you're listed as a positive case, and in certain labs, certain places are are doing that more than others. So we have incredibly inconsistent and practically useless data in hmm. most places. Yeah, I got a buddy whose uh, daughter went off to college, and two weeks in, she's tested positive. I was going to ask him, but I didn't because it's none of my business. But um, my question would be, if it were my kid, yeah. Let's get another test because we don't know. Yeah, yeah. There are some good colleges. In fact, my alma mater, the University of Illinois, is uh, testing ten thousand people a day. Really? Yeah, they're they're with the good g- tests or crazy. the iffy tests. I don't know. Trump. I'm no epidermatologist over here. Donald Trump nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. Full team coverage on that story coming up. Yes. <laughs> Think you win? Shh. Absolutely. In a landslide. <laughs> uh, and 68 NFL players so far have apt- opted out of the season over coronavirus concerns. 68. Now, is that a lot? There's, there's a lot of players on each team. So yeah, it's not like 53 man roster. It's uh, not like it's the NBA. No, but that's a significant number. It's a chunk of people. Yeah. When are they supposed to start playing? It's got to be pretty soon. Any minute now. <laughs> uh, what did we just we figured this out the other day, right? The 11th? Is that you, right? You're convinced. Oh, Thursday. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow yeah. night is opening the Chiefs uh, Texans, I think. The world champion in Kansas City Chiefs? There's only American teams in the league. Because the other countries can't even hope to compete. Oh, is so that it? fielded a team. I see. It's how much domination we have. World champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, taking on the Texans and uh, I don't know. I think know. it's the Texans. And you think how long uh, How long will the uh, season last? I predicted the NFL will not complete its third week. Because it of will Corona all... or politics? Uh, well, corona, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mostly Corona. Yeah. Too many cases. Too many teams will have to opt out or, uh, you know, the the, uh, the Bears, for instance, get riddled with the vid and they're going up against the meat packers and the Packers refuse to show up for the game because... Got too many bears with the vid or something. Who knows? Who knows? I could be wrong. The NBA seems to have been uh, doing their thing pretty well, but they're in the the, the accursed bubble. I'm very skeptical of any non-bubble sports leagues. Hmm. Well, there was an NBA coach. I just saw the headline the other day. He lashed out 
savagely. He was angry, bitter that he couldn't see his family in the bubble or, or whatever. He said they're, they're handling it poorly. Attentions are rising. Uh, yeah, the players seem to be n- not too thrilled with it. I think that's a big reason why a lot of the... Because remember earlier on, I was talking about how there would be like a shrunken NBA offseason. They would try to start the next season right away. Yeah, I think a lot of the pushback is the players are, if we have to do the bubble thing again, we ain't doing it. Right, right, yeah. We, we've tried it. We hate it. Texans at Arrowhead but, but, to kick but, off but, the season. But, and if you've but, never but, seen a game at Arrowhead, it's freaking awesome. I don't it was freaking awesome. the racism of the name of the stadium. It was freaking awesome back in the day when the Chiefs sucked when I was going all the time. It was still freaking awesome. But um, 25% capacity, I, I understand. So is that the way they're doing it? So it'll be like this. <laughs> Are they allowed to do Go that this year? Patrick Mahomes! Did they outlaw the tomahawk chop? I know various things. I don't know. Any, um, it's weird being an ex-sports fan. It's like uh, seeing an ex-lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, sometimes you you know you can think of or see somebody you were in a relationship and in love with, and you get all those feelings again. But sometimes you can see them, and it's like, boy, I know there was a time when you were the world to me, and I just can't see it. I mean, I <laughs> I feel nothing, I see nothing. It's just like it happened to someone else. It's just well. Here's the pivotal question: in in your heart, did you dump sports, or did sports dump you? Is that the difference? Well, that's that's a difference, huh? But um, uh, with sports, it, I, I used to be a NFL on Sunday. I'm watching the, the two games during the day and the one game at night. I got nine hours of football on the schedule on a Sunday. Back I'm in the watch, day. I'm watching yeah. all three games. That's the way wow. I, I used to be that kind of NFL guy. And I, I could have told you the starting quarterback for every team and you know pretty close to their record throughout the entire season. <laughs> there were times I could tell you the third string running back on 99% <laughs> of the team. Yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely into it. And now... I lost track of uh, sports a couple of years ago, and now I look at it, and it's it's to me, it's like the the lovers. Like I know I was in love with you, but I can't remember why. Not, not <laughs> that to, seems odd. Not uh, disparaging anybody who's still into it. Everybody yeah. needs a hobby, sure, and you know something to do and, and be entertainment and everything like that. That's that's perfectly fine. Uh, but I used to be that. No, I'm not. That's a weird thing with the whole uh, relationships. Has anybody ever really studied the... Are we why? back to humans? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody really studied the why some of them hang on the rest of your life? If you ran in, you haven't seen them. I can think of people I haven't seen in like 30 years. Yeah. And if I walked around the corner and ran into them, I'd, I, I would be speechless. Yes. And then others that, I, you know, I had gazed into their eyes and said, I love you. And they had done the same to me. And when we broke up, it was awful and all this sort of stuff. I, eh, I, don't, I don't Hey, how you doing? Glad to, <laughs> glad to hear it. Hey, remember that? Uh, that was weird, right? <laughs> I don't even think, think you'd go through the motions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does, does science figure that out? Why is that? Oh, when one, I don't know. I don't know. Jack was one, not a neuroscientist either. Was one just lust and the other one was actual love? Or is that... Uh, Depends how you left it. Hmm. I think Joe was onto it with, did you leave sports or did sports leave you? I think that, that could be. I've not yeah. thought about that. Maybe all the ones that would drop me to my knees, I got dumped. I'd have to think about it. Has to do with the neuro pathways that were burned. No, that's not the case. I'm thinking about it for a second, going through the roster. That's not the case. That's, mm. that, that's not it. But, hmm, I don't know. The neuro pathways, you say. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. The heart <laughs> is a mystery. Wait, I already said that. <laughs> you and Shakespeare. The, the heart is not it. actually a mystery. It's four chambers. It's a muscle. <laughs> The metaphoric heart, the uh, the heart we're talking love. about. That's not a mystery either. It's neuropathways. <laughs> <laughs> they get burned, either they work or they don't. Yeah, good pathways. That's what I say to my sweet wife every night when we go to bed. Honey, thanks for burning my neuropathways. Or is it the 
uh, is it the, um, did you fall in love with somebody you shouldn't have kids with? I've always assumed you fall in love with somebody that your your biology matches up and, and nature is screaming, you two need to get together and have children because oh, they would be healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fascinating theory. Yeah. I would have to contemplate that. But uh, d- Wow, that's possible. So you see, you're saying you were a genetic puzzle piece with that person. Turns out you didn't get along very well, and you just both realized, all right, we're making each other nuts, we're breaking up. Or you're different places in careers or whatever right. it is. But you see them again, right, yeah, good good example. But you see them again, and you're still that genetic puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. You're thinking that might be why you say, oh, I'm having feelings. Wow, that may be. We're To what extent we are conscious beings... And to what extent we are animals following our genetic genetic code, and sometimes a little of both. I think it's ninety five percent the latter. Well, I think that's because you're 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 a simple man. I like I know pop songs and Shakespeare would like to make love all magical and everything like that, and it is a magical feeling and it's a magical thing. You hold on to it as long as you can, et cetera, sure. et cetera. But oh, yeah, makes you happy. I think it's your your body screaming. Reproduce with this person, you will have healthy offspring, and the herd will continue. Mm. Do it right now. It's mm, very yes, important. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> Who am I to argue with my brain? <laughs> you don't hear me putting up roadblocks. <laughs> right. I'm Let's... the gas pedal. Talk to the brakes over there. <laughs> yeah, Darwin. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody to squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. I'm doing pretty good. I'm just thinking about the NFL stadiums being at 25% capacity. The person I feel sorry for is the people selling hot dogs because some guy will wave his arm. You have to walk up like 30 rows, go go up there, and then because you're so spaced out. Are there any concessions? I'm not sure there are. Uh, I wondered that very thing. Almost Waiting in line to, to get a, a beer and a dog or something. What about is... a whiz? <laughs> Well, I think they'll have bathrooms. With the stadium at 25% capacity, all those things you can... I mean, there's probably going to be no line at any beer vendor you want to go to. Well, how many of them will they open, though? They'll probably open right. 25% of them. Right, right. Jeez, you get all That's drunk, true. you'd have to walk like six rows to yeah. find a fan from the other team to start fighting with. <laughs> Why am I even going? Yeah, you'd be tired by the time you got over there. There's Beautiful. Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, the last uh, several days, uh, I believe Monday was the first time I, I played this this game that's been out for several years, but for whatever reason, it has gained enough traction Got popular enough. It's a a five dollar purchase on the uh, the gaming app Steam, and it is among the the most fun times I've ever had playing any game, tabletop, video, or any anything else. It is called Among Us. It is uh, it's a party game. So me and up to nine of my friends, we all control a character. We are on a spaceship, and there's a bunch of tasks that we must do to get the spaceship in working condition. But there are two imposters amongst the crew no! whose job it is to sabotage the repairs and stealthily kind of, uh, uh, well, you're murdering your friends. And you kill the friends, and then the imposters win when the the when there's not enough of the crew to... They to, must be hunted down. Uh, and so uh, there's no talking during the actual mechanics of the game, but when a body is found, a, a mergen- an emergency meeting is called, and then everybody's just arguing over each other. I saw you at the body. No, no, you were at the body. And it's, it's just so great. And so- I... Here, here's where we're willing to uh, indulge this conversation, among other reasons my kids are into video games, but as we announced a couple of weeks ago, video games are bigger than the movie industry and the music industry added together, <laughs> which is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this game, amazing. this game was released in 2018. It just kind of uh, treaded water in barely break-even mode for a while. 
it hit some sort of critical mass of a streamer showed it and got some popularity and now it's it's the it's the most it's among the most watched games on Twitch and it's just it's it's crushing it in terms of is it of a revenue. freebie with purchases in app? Uh, uh, yeah, I want to talk about that phenomenon later because okay. it's, uh, right, well, it's draining my salary. We'll revisit. Um, and, uh, we're running late. And yeah, and speaking of the movies, the Oscars announced you have to have diversity in your. The script Yay! and actors and everything like that to qualify for an Oscar. We got to get into that. That's just an amazing story. Yeah, I just yeah, just I've amazing. got this great script I've written about a uh, seafaring vig- village in Norway. I got to write some Mexican guys into it. It's going to be hard to explain <laughs> what they're doing there, but uh, including a trans Mexican guy. Oh yeah, uh, I'm yeah. Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Wednesday, September 9th, the year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules. Regs at Mark. This is going to be the kind of thing that your children are going to say, Dad, I can look up to you now, and I never could before. Isn't it worth it? <laughs> that was Bill Murray from what 40 years ago or something like that. Very funny stuff. We'll play for you. Um, how's mailbag look? Outstanding. Yeah, Trump has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. I still don't believe that. Yeah. And, uh, well, what they accomplished is amazing. And a different president would win it. But more on that and everything else on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Will the courts decide the election from the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal is worth taking a look at. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, golly. Gird your loins. If your loins are ungirded, well, I feel bad for your loins. They're, un- they're ungirded. All right. Laying there exposed to the awfulness of the world. Oh, your poor loins. Freedom-loving quote of the day from the great Milton Friedman. <clears throat> Concentrated power is not rendered harmless by the good intentions of those who create it. Indeed. Concentrated orange juice is delicious. Mm. Yes, when you can't get the fresh stuff, it's fine. Uh, you know, I forgot to put these in order. Uh, okay, there it is. Uh, Joe, please, uh, if you believe 2 plus 2 is 5, then I can definitely break your $5 bill with four ones. Or even better, I'll give you two twenties for fifty. That's the whole multicultural two plus two doesn't necessarily mean five. Have you heard anybody explain it in a way that makes you not roll your eyes and think they're a crackpot? That whole sociological theory. So one example I heard was just patently idiotic. Um, well, it depends on how you look at it. There, there are some math, really complicated mathematical ways to go about it, but they're. Very, very complicated. Nobody's doing that except for a few Ph.D. math people, and uh, and, it, and it's still a stretch. Ah, okay. Uh, Honey Badger writes, Guys, driving around southern Louisiana, I counted 237 Trump signs, 38 Biden signs, and 53 crawfish signs. Biden is losing to crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> That's humiliating. Uh, let's the see. popularity of Mayor Weasel in Portland with a new poll out. you got to oh. take a look at that. His, uh, his popularity has plummeted. We, war- we warned you, Teddy. We warned you. Of course, he's running against an Antifa candidate, so well, I don't know how that turns out. How is one he of the, the law and order candidate yeah. in that election? <laughs> yes, he is. If you could come up with a, a panel of scholars who you could depend on, and they would work together, writing the book, 
how one of the great cities in America turned completely insane. I would read it. I would I would love to see it. It doesn't have to be permanent. Uh, no, no, indeed. Uh, let's see. This is a nice note from uh, Henry. Said there was a giant boat parade, Newport Beach, California. I was uh, I was in the midst of the San Diego version and was talking about how uh, amazing and huge it was. And he said, yeah, we were down there with the grandkids, had a blast. Shoreline was packed, as well as the main bridges, uh, tons and tons of boats, etc. cetera. Uh, excellent. Yeah, they happen all over the country. Big fun. Now, this is kind of serious, but I see their point. Madeline writes, hey, as long as we get the vid count each day, how about the abortion count each day? That'd be something. Uh, let's see how many souls lost to abortion every single day. Uh, let's see. I want to get into this. Oh, this is a little political. Uh, we'll say As opposed to that one? Yeah, well, picture below from a neighbor's yard. And what it says is in, in multiple uh, rainbowy print, we believe black lives matter. No human is illegal. Love is love. Women's rights are human rights. Science is real. Water is life. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And uh, and Al says, uh, I'm making the following sign for my yard. We believe people with sanctimonious liberalism on signs in their front yards are incredibly narcissistic and are probably the same people who call Trump supporters racists. Well, that would make for a jazzy time in the neighborhood. I see those signs everywhere I live, and I always wonder, you feel the same way if a guy Trump hat moves in? You're open-minded to any points of view? Just You're open, open arms to no matter what your ideas are? Love is love. Yeah. Right. Probably not. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the craziest election. This is the cra- Look, somebody said, what's the difference between crooked Hillary Clinton and slow Joe. <laughs> so the difference is the following. She's meaner, probably not as nice. I don't know, you can't get any worse than her, would you think? <laughs> but the big difference is she's smarter than he is, okay? He's a nicer person, but he's not smart. He never was, not in prime time, and certainly not now. Wow. Oh, Mr. Boy. President, watch me. So, oh, boy. Uh, that was uh, Shecky Green and the Catskills. Or that was Donald Trump yesterday at a rally. And I, I feel like, you know, I've been saying for a long time that everything was working against Trump and for Biden with uh, Biden gets to stay home, read off a teleprompter. Trump can't do his rallies where he's at his best. Feels like that's flipping around. I mean, he's getting to do the crowd and go out there and do his Trump thing, and Biden's having to get out there, and he's starting to stumble a little. Well, not to mention, the vid was looking quite bad when you first uh, you know, threw that theory out there, and I think you're right, and the economy was completely choked, and those things are turning. Anyway, we got more on that coming up in a little bit, and more clips from his rally as he was uh, feeling his Trumpy self. Oh, and so, uh, how the uh, the election likely will be in the Supreme Court. Oh boy! For a couple of different reasons, I have been studying the Constitution. Fantastic! Uh, and it it is clear to me that it is utterly unclear what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so this headline got a lot of attention yesterday. New Oscars standards require Best Picture contenders must be inclusive to compete. That headline alone gets people's attention. And the Oscar goes to inclusion, says the Los Angeles Times. And the latest step in its ongoing effort to boost diversity, both within its own ranks and across the film industry, yesterday the Film Academy announced new representation standards for films to be eligible to compete for Best Picture. 
developed over the past few months by a special task force as part of the organization's Academy Aperture 2025 initiative. The standards encompass both representation on screen in the types of stories being told and the actors involved, as well as behind the scenes and the crew and the the companies involved and all that sort of stuff. To be eligible for Best Picture, a film must meet at least two standards across four categories. This obviously is the way all best art is made. Whether you're writing a novel, painting something, or making a motion picture, you start first with making sure you have fair representation across all groups and there's perfect equity. That is the way artists make. All artists throughout time would tell you this. Don't even put out your record until you have a lesbian drummer. Right. Break up the band. A film must meet at least two standards across four categories. On-screen representation, themes and narratives, creative leadership and project team, industry access and opportunities, and audience development. Within within each category, and it'll get more specific here, and I think you'll really sink your teeth into it. Okay, excellent. Within each category are a variety of criteria involving the inclusion of people in underrepresented groups, including women, people of color, LGBTQ plus people. And those with cognitive or physical disabilities. Hey, maybe they can put Joe Biden in a movie. Oh, 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 uh, oh, look how he injected politics into it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Watch me. Um, uh, previously, the only standards to qualify for best picture, and I didn't know this, is it your movie had to be 40 minutes long. And it had to be, you know, be in a certain number of theaters. Those were the only requirements. Yes. In other words, the way art ought to be. I mean, sure. it's got to be a movie. It can't be five minutes long. I mean, you, you got it's got to be. Other than that, anything goes. It's art, man. Right? Well, not not anymore. The new standards go into effect in 2024. Among the new standards, those concerning on-screen representation are likely to garner the most scrutiny, you think? Indeed, some recent Best Picture nominees that featured almost exclusively white and male casts think of the World War I movie 1917 or the gangster epic The Irishman would have had difficulty meeting the on-screen standards. Mm. So you'd have had to change the World War I movie. You'd have had to somehow get more diverse characters into... I feel like this just encourages tokenism, where you just... Obviously! You just have a thing just to qualify yeah. for the box. Obviously! I was thinking of the gladiators, or, or all kinds of different movies. Um, keeping in mind that, as we learned over the weekend, uh, motion pictures will bow down to China... And uh, overlook concentration camps and yes. forced abortions and, you know, murder and all kinds of different things. And thank China on screen for letting them make the movie. To make a movie. Right. But if you don't have somebody with brown skin in your movie, sorry, that was really a great movie. I mean, it brought a tear to my eye, but it doesn't count. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was reminded uh, the other day that Disney had said that they probably can't film in Georgia because of the uh, fetal heartbeat law oh, yeah. that was being proposed. Oh, yeah. yeah, we don't think we can do business in Georgia. And yet they lap the boots of the Chinese communists. That is, China! That is just amazing. Yeah. We'll not make movies in Georgia because of your abortion laws. We will make a movie in China where they hold women down and cut the baby out of them. Honest to freaking God. Yep. Yep. That's, that's just amazing. Yep. Rape used as a tool of submission in their concentration camps right now. If you're concerned about women's health, you might want to look at what they do in China. Um, back to the Oscars thing. Those standards require one of the following. At least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors has to be from an unrepresentative racial or ethnic group. So among your lead, you know, the picture is about them people. Yes. 
you got to have what? What? That's all dudes. You got to get a woman in there. It's it's a story about World War One. I. I guess okay, we'll work on nursing. Right, a brave nurse who comes to the front lines. Any chance she could be a lesbian? At least thirty percent of all actors, actors in secondary and more minor roles, are from certain unrepresentative groups. Thirty percent got an actual number on. Oh wow, wow! I tell you what, these are boom times. If you're like a, a Hispanic guy who looks white, more or less, and you know you you can get all sorts of work. Also, with the main storyline, theme, or narrative has to be centered on an unrepresentative group. So you can't have a story that does that doesn't. Like the Irishman, you'd have had to work in something about it being, you know, one of them is gay and trying to figure out how to deal with it or something like that, you know, in in, in 40s uh, New York City. Or or shove in some sort of subplot about getting more black guys in the Longshoremen's Union or something like that. Yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely it'll be tokenism. I tell you what, if you're a white actor, young white actor in uh, Hollywood... Change your name to Pedro Jimenez right now. Now I nobody's going to check that stuff. I, I tweeted this out last night, and a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the response was the typical "Who cares about the Oscars?" or "I stopped watching the Oscars years ago" and stuff like that. And I yeah. get I get that, but yeah. it's a pretty significant thing culturally that the award for uh, a particular art movies. Decided this. I mean, it's just it's it's mind blowing. Right. When there are billions of dollars at stake, and if the market demands it, they'll do it. And this is out of liberals. You're the people that go to college and get art degrees because you think it's so freaking important. Yeah. I don't think it's important. Nope. I don't think art's very important at all. But you think it's important, and you're the ones putting rules on it. Oh yeah, yeah. That that fits though. That fits. It's important as a force for social change and the rest of it. And so, all right, fine, whatever. So this, Movie tradesmen. So we're going backwards. As so many people have pointed out, we're going backwards from the Enlightenment. So we're going backwards to when, if you want to be an artist, you got to paint Jesus pictures or Madonna and Baby. I mean, go to your, your big museums anywhere around the world. Everything back in the day. Everything was Madonna and Baby. You can go through room after room after room after room of paintings from the year like, you know, 1000 to, to 1500, and that's all they are. Right. Or a bowl of fruit. Right. Then you got to paint another Jesus picture. Because that's, that's all you were allowed to paint. If you were going to get, you know, make any money or allowed to uh, live, that's what you're going to have to do. Well, that's what they're, the, the kind of similar sort of thing they're doing now, except the religion is diversity. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the racialism of it, again, it reminds me so much of, of the Nazis, where everybody had to be labeled by their racial or ethnic group or religion, down to a patch on the jumpsuit as you put them into the concentration camp. And that's that's the the modern, uh, you know, critical race uh, culture. When I first saw it, I thought, I thought, I thought, surely they mean, you know, the behind the scenes, all that sort of stuff. You got it. But which is stupid because we already have laws for that. Mm hmm. And and also in theory, these are the liberal guiding lights of mankind anyway. So you'd think they'd be, uh, you know, not not hiring somebody because they're brown, right? I find that hard to believe that's happening a lot at Universal Pictures. Yeah, but the fact that it's in the actual storylines and among the you know the certain number of actors have to be this or that is just insane. Anyway, yeah, yep. that's enough of that. Well, they, they've made it flexible enough that they can get around it, but it's a quota system. All right, we're back to quota systems. Okay, good luck, Hollywood. I hate you. That's hate speech, by the way. I hate you so much. I think it'll be transparent. I think you'll go to see movies, and it'll be transparent where they worked in something because they had to. 
Sure. Or yeah. they'll just shy away from stories like World War One because you think, ah, World War One. it's a mostly white well, male, so it's just going to be too hard. specifically for Oscar consideration, if right? If you want to be considered for Best Picture for Oscar. I don't think Adam Sandler is going to be changing his production no. things. No. For, like, if, yeah. you're, if you're just making movies to make a movie and you're not trying to make Oscar bait, this this won't affect those, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the the new biopic, the new Three Stooges biopic, <laughs> Mo, Larry, Curly's Japanese. I mean, An early favorite. For, for Oscar <laughs> Oscar season. Curly's a transgender Japanese one. <laughs> we didn't get to yesterday. Man blows up his own kitchen trying to kill fly. Maybe we'll mm. get to that later. We have to get to the election and how it's likely to unfold. Uh, come election. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to stop saying election day. It's going to be election a week or month or months. As uh, Sean and I were just talking in the kitchen, I think there's a decent chance we look back on this period. And think, oh man, wouldn't you like just one of those calm days back then? When everything, when, <laughs> it was when so you, serene. Uh, when you, you remember September? When you didn't see a tank in the street on the way to work every right. single day? I was just picturing the Wikipedia page for the 2020 election riots. You know, future uh, generations of kids will study that. What do we mean by that? Well, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today was Senator Bernie Sanders' 79th birthday, but unfortunately, when he blew out his candles, all his party guests were still there. It's 7.30 of the p.m. Don't you people have homes? (laughs) Bernard Sanders. (laughs) What? Oh, geez. Wow. What does that even mean? A poll came out yesterday, and um, uh, it's tied in Florida now. Yeah, the polls are definitely moving in uh, the POTUS's favor. Which polls? All of them. Okay. Um, there you go. A little and, discussion and, of the methodology. <laughs> and, and and they could move more, obviously, in either direction because we got you know almost two months to go. But we oh they certainly will. We received this uh, note from uh, Gary who said, "What's your take? According to the Constitution, quote, and I'm not sure where this quote is from." Absent a clear winner, the Speaker of the House will assume the office of acting POTUS until a qualified president, VP, or duly nominated by Congress or the Electoral College. Again, I'm not quite sure where that quote came from, but I have been perusing the 12th Amendment to the Constitution, which really this guy knows how to party. clarifies mm-hmm. uh, how the president gets elected. Because in the original Constitution, it was vague because you could cast, I won't get into it, but it's complicated. Uh, it does not speak at all to a scenario where we just don't know who won. It's not addressed. Nobody knows. It, it discusses but, if nobody receives a majority. But somebody has to be president at noon on January 20th. I would agree. If the Electoral College hasn't chosen somebody, it's Nancy, right? Well, that's not clear. I have a feeling the soups will say, well, the Constitution never contemplated this, but the intent seems to be... That it's the speaker, but it'll be a bit of a leap. I mean, I could read it to you, but why don't we, well, it's up to you. We can pursue it later, or I can actually read the text to you. Let me uh, hit this from the Wall Street Journal. Um, Will courts pick the next president? If the election is close, the fallout could make Bush versus Gore look like an ice cream social. Wow. If that looks like an ice cream social, then this must be weird, because an ice cream social tends to be a fairly placid event. It, 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 calm and pleasant. Yeah, not violent or... Uh, no. 
We used to have those at church as I was a kid. An ice oh, yeah. cream social. Fantastic. Boy, kids enjoy an ice cream social. What's not to like. Yeah. Georgia's voting deadline is unambiguous. Absentee ballots are due when the polls close on Election Day. Late arrivals are meant to be set aside, stored, and eventually destroyed without being opened. Yes. That's what the state law says. And the way to protect Democratic legitimacy in an anxious age is to run elections by the book. But in the twilight zone of 2020, says the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal, everything is apparently up for grabs because just last Monday, a federal judge issued a preliminary injunction that orders Georgia officials to count all ballots postmarked by Election Day, even if they don't show up until three days later. The suit was filed by the new New Georgia Project, a group funded by Democrat Stacey Abrams. And the judge expressed a reluctance to interfere with Georgia's statutory election machinery. Um, Good. Similar litigation is taking place across the country. Pennsylvania's Supreme Court last Tuesday accepted a lawsuit filed by the state Democratic Party. An official suggested last month in a separate case that ballots be counted if they arrive by November 6th, even if the postmark is missing or eligible. In Ohio, the League of Women Voters is challenging the process for verifying signatures. Minnesota has waived its rule that absentee ballots must be signed by a witness, and the state Supreme Court is weighing an appeal of that suspension brought by President Trump's campaign. So we all have already have heavy legaling going back and forth on whether or not, well, for instance, you're going to uh, care about matching the signatures. I'm sorry, the judges are discussing the term legaling. It will be accepted, as you were. But it's already started, oh, obviously. Yeah. That's that's Harry, what you just described. Oh, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's half a dozen cases could end up with the soups. Oh, yeah, that's four well, or five. they're all different. That's four or five states right there that the decision by a couple of judges could swing at Biden or Trump. Are we counting them up till three days after or not? We're not. Trump wins. Oh, we are? Biden wins. Could easily be the case. Well, at least the people of the United States will take the decision calmly and (laughs) with equanimity. If the presidential election is decided by a whisker with Trump or Biden leading by some thousands of votes in a few states, a court ruling could prove decisive. Uh, The pivotal jurisdictions will be flooded with Republican and Democratic lawyers, and the resulting chaos could resemble the 2000 Florida court with smudged postmarks as the new hanging chads. Oh, goody. The simple fact is that mass mail voting introduces slack in the election system. Clearly. Uh, Do you hear the Georgia Attorney General has at least a thousand cases of what appear to be double votes that they're investigating? A thousand in Georgia in a primary election. Can you imagine a hotly contested general election nationwide? That number could easily be 50, 80, 100,000. Some states try to factor in delays by counting ballot stragglers up to 10 days late in Ohio. Well, if Ohio is closer, if one of the states that, you know, is going to decide it, they're, they can count them up to 10 days late. You got to wait at least 10 days after the election, obviously. Well, tell me this. Now, I don't know Ohio's election laws, but could you see a scenario where four days after the election, Trump has won by 37 votes and they mobilize a bunch of Democratic voters to vote late? Who hadn't voted yet? Boy, I don't know. Wow. That I mean, if, if you're going to stretch it, like some places are stretching it, yeah, right. Well, I mean, that's that's that becomes a completely different thing. Uh, and we've presented this scenario. A lot of people have pointed out just because it's so likely on election night, the electoral map might suggest a solid lead for Trump that is eroded as mail ballots uh, are counted and come in over the coming days. Sure. That's the most likely scenario. Absolutely. Trump is clearly the winner, and that lead shrinks 
on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, throughout the weekend, and people are going to be going nuts. Right. In some swing state like Wisconsin, the capital is run by lefties, though most of the state is is conservative, uh, geographically speaking. They'll pass some sort of extremely liberal law allowing uh, votes to be counted up to two weeks after the election. And indeed, uh, because uh, calendars are really an imposition of white supremacy in the uh, the paternalistic uh, society and colonialism, uh, if people voted two, three, four days late, we should count those. You can't disenfranchise people by beating them to death with a calendar. <laughs> I can hear the idiotic speeches already. Well, I tell you, the soups have got to say, all right, look. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll settle down. Something to the effect of any rule that was in place prior to the beginning of voting is the rule. Uh, that's there's no changing. I, that's there's no I bending. There's no speechifying about the calendar being a vestige of colonialism. I heard uh, I heard Steve Hayes from the Dispatch talking about this, uh, that they these rules need to be put in place, and everybody declares them, okay, this is the way we're going to do it. We can't still be wrangling this late in the game. And I get that the states are tasked by the Constitution with running elections. It, it would be really good to have some uniformity. Well, absolutely. Why not? Offices. It would appear that states that think, okay, we can get Biden to win by doing it this way are changing the rules to benefit him and Trump the yep. other way. So it would seem. Armstrong and Getty.